0: Hello, and welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast all about finding our way through life's challenges so we can enjoy more peace and joy in our lives. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with my mentor and friend, Mary Hayes Greco. Hi, Erin. Hi, Mary well so we 're making our way through all of the steps of forgiveness, all of the steps in your uh, process, your recipe, eight steps to freedom, and we've found our way now to step number four, which is restoring boundaries mm-hmm. This is an important step, Mary. All of them are but let 's start let 's start
1: at the beginning what What exactly are boundaries okay well, our boundaries are the Elements in our personality that say who we are and who we're not, what we will and will not have in our lives, it's the way that we uh, take our place in the world mm-hmm. and express our integrity in the world. So, and so,
0: oftentimes, in when we're in a situation where we're having to do forgiveness, those boundaries have been
1: violated. Yes, someone has invaded your space, taken your stuff. Uh, gotten into your face about something that is not any of their business, or conversely, you have lost your uh, sense of loving detachment around other people and their lives, and you uh. are in their space. You are worrying about them too much, or you are in their business too much. So it's really about what's yours and what's mine. Mm. And as a concept, people are familiar with if they've been to therapy or if they've been in the 12 step program. Not everyone is familiar with just talking about what a boundary is. Right. Anytime you're feeling resentment, yeah, you've probably lost a boundary in there. Too.
0: Right, because you've talked about that, that oftentimes anger or resentfulness, that is signaling a boundary
1: violation. You have put up with something you shouldn't put up with, mm-hmm. or you have gone past yourself, past your time, your energy, your money, your, you know whatever your good goodwill with somebody or something yeah. is, it, you've gone you've overdrawn the bank yeah so yeah so usually when we feel that's one of my clues that i need to for, forgive someone is that i feel resentful and usually if i walk myself back a, a little ways i can see oh and this is where i lost my boundary i lost my my sense of no yeah. or no or i won't or i can't or yeah That's enough. I I should have said that a while back. That's funny. So
0: Okay, so I was just thinking about boundaries this morning because my mother was visiting. My parents were in town, and we had a great visit. But we'd had this big dinner last night, and there were a lot of dishes created, dirty dishes created. And I said to everyone because it's my job to do the dishes. My husband cooks. I said, don't, I'll do the dishes and I'll do them in my own time. (laughs) And everyone wanted to help and I said, no, no,
1: I'll do them. So these are my dishes, she said with a friendly boundary in her voice. I did. I will do them when I want to and how I want to. Yeah, but there were so many dishes. I did one
0: load in the dishwasher and then overnight I, there were, you know, it was still, it was still going. So this morning when I got up, I, I came down the stairs and I found my mother with the dishwasher open and she was putting dishes away and you know I had told her not to do it and so I thought oh she's just trying to be helpful but on the other hand, she's making
1: more work for me right she now. She is because right she's not putting them in the
0: right place. Right,
1: and I told her not to.
0: And so I said, "Mom, stop." And she's like, "But I felt so bad. I feel you had so all these bad. Dishes. Yes, I felt so guilty. I felt and like I, said, I needed well, to help you. Yeah, Even I said I don't said want no. you to feel bad about that, and I also don't want you feel, to feel bad about the fact that you're putting them in the wrong place and it's creating more work." <laughs> so she stopped, and we had a laugh over it. Yeah, but that was a boundary thing, and you could see that sometimes. Sometimes we we think, oh, I can't, I can't uh, assert my boundary because it's impolite, or I can't assert my boundary. It hurt someone's
1: feelings. Yeah. They'll make they'll make they'll feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, when you do assert a boundary, uh, it always is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Or you, it often is a little uncomfortable. It requires a little bit of spine, a little bit of fire Right. sometimes. You don't have to be intense about it, but a little bit of mm, step up and say it kind yeah. of energy. Yeah. yeah. Stop! Put the dish yeah. down! <laughs> and the person on the other side might feel like, oh, I don't know. I, you're just, no, no. This is just no. You hear this word? No.
0: Okay, yeah. so let's get back to how this boundary issue, restoring
1: boundaries, fits into the process the, of forgiveness. Okay, so... Uh, you might be angry at someone about all sorts of their um, bad behaviors. Maybe there's somebody who's very irresponsible, someone in your family or your workplace that's very irresponsible. And you think about it all the time. You obsess. Mm. They didn't do this, and they didn't do that, but this was due yesterday, and they didn't do that. And they didn't, And you're winding in your head about the behaviors of this other person. You're maybe even losing sleep on it at times. And, in fact... We are only responsible for our behaviors. Really? We are, yeah. I've learned this. I've learned this. I did, I've been learning it, I've too. I've gone to a lot of LNN meetings in my life, and I've learned that it's only my side of the street that I need yeah. to keep swept up clean. And so everyone in the needs
0: process, we're kind of reminding ourselves of that
1: right. and cleaning so that up. So what we're saying at a certain point, after we have... We have complained and vented about this person's bad behaviors, according uh-huh. to us. We let all our judgments out. And then we've released our expectations that they would be just like us and that they would be this and they would yeah. do that. We let that go. And the next thing we want to do is take all those that pile of worrisome stuff and, and mentally hand it back to them, give it mm. back to their space. Yeah. Here, these are your issues. I give you full responsibility for how you live and how you act, how you think, what you do. And you mentally draw this boundary around your space so that you're, like, in your own healthy sphere of light and love Mm -hmm. and energy, and you're only responsible for your feelings and your needs and your actions.
0: So in the in when someone's doing the forgiveness process and they get to step 4, what does it look like for them to do what are they, what are they doing?
1: They're sitting in their chair uh-huh. and we have just done all this like determination and getting some feelings out and combing through the the issues one by one and shifting how mm-hmm. we are with them and then it's kind of like you're sitting up straight and you're saying like a queen in your space, <laughs> Ouch, knave! No, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting up straight, and you're saying, "Hey!" And I now give you full responsibility for all your actions and attitudes. And sometimes I have people use their body language like they're picking up a big burden that they've been carrying, and they're mm-hmm. around in their space, and they're handing it back to that chair across across from us, about at least five feet away that we've been talking to. Here, this is your stuff. These are your problems. These are your consequences of your Mm -hmm. problems. Here you go. And then we, we visualize this beautiful... Lit space that we're sitting in, like a, a sphere of light around us. I always ask people, so let's just visualize this nice bubble of light around you. Right. Uh, healers would call it the aura. Mm-hmm. You could call it your healthy ego space. There's different things you could call it. My when I was teaching my children about their boundaries, we called it the bubble, your mm-hmm. bubble. So, you have your bubble of light around you, and I always say, so what color light do you imagine around you today? And they'll say, oh, purple oh, oh sparkly white, pink, sparkly yeah. pink, <laughs> yellow. Yeah. And uh, in fact, when I'm counseling people, I always challenge myself to try and guess what they're going to say. Yeah, And I'm, I'm right a lot. And oh, I actually cool. don't think my eyeballs are seeing yellow light yeah. around this person, but they say, oh, it's yellow. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. So am I Just seeing their aura, but I don't yourself. know it? Yeah, I'm having a little fun with this. Yeah. So, so it's clearly a sense of, Here, this is you, this is me. Yeah, And I think anyone who has managed to do some healing through forgiveness spontaneously, you've gone through all these steps over time. If you have managed to forgive something over time, you have done this. At a certain point, Mm -hmm. you decided to move on. At a certain point, you had a good cry or yell. Yeah. At a certain point, you said, you know what, I wanted this, but it's not going to happen. Uh-uh. You let it go, step three. At a certain point, you said that's their that's, problem that's their problem <laughs> exactly, right yeah. this is not my problem yeah. what does my friend say not my circus not my monkeys i love that one <laughs> those are not my monkeys that's you those are your monkeys in your circus <laughs> yeah so when you've managed to really get clear at a certain point you've done all these things yeah yeah
0: so when people do that what do they experience they Maybe they experience a sense of this light, but it it's also sounds really freeing too. it is.
1: It's this is where people start smiling like, Oh, I'm starting to feel better off. They've turned the corner on They're the whole thing. Yeah. And um, there's a sense of that person who was so large in their head. Yeah. Uh, up until now. They've yeah. taken up all this space uh is it's getting smaller and more far away. It's like they're diminishing and they're moving back. They're not just in your face, in your space anymore. So you see things more, more to size.
0: So let's just step back a little bit and talk about the process of restoring boundaries. Like what, what happens if we don't do that? Like what, what's the danger of not having this step in the system?
1: Oh, well, um, it's it's the one that makes people hesitate to forgive at mm-hmm. all. Um, it I think it keeps people sort of on edge or nervous mm-hmm. around someone who's been an offender. Yeah. If you haven't it's a certain point powerfully taking your space back and said, yeah. "Here. This is me. This is my space. This is your life. You know, this passes not. This passes not here." So, I think And it's interesting because uh, on one level, the boundary we're restoring is a social thing. Uh We're saying, maybe we're saying to the person, I'm sorry you can't come to Thanksgiving dinner because you Mm -hmm. always get raging drunk and I won't have it anymore. Uh That's a social boundary. No. Mm -hmm. There's a, a mental boundary you draw... In where you maybe you've decided, you know what, I can't worry about this person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This person has taken up a lot of space in my head. I will not worry about them anymore. It's not a good use of my mental energies. Mm-hmm. There's an energetic boundary, the boundary is energetic, and people report all the time that. They forgave someone, they got through the process, and they felt like, hmm, I just feel strong. I feel strong in my space. I think I'll even be strong next time I see that person. And they are. The next time they see that person, they're calm. Mm -hmm. They're not uh, trying to run out of the room. Their boundary is making them feel whole and strong in their space. And strangely, the other person reads this. They see it. And very often the dynamics, the, the really difficult dynamics between you and another person start shifting immediately because you've got your boundary back and they sense it
0: you know what this is reminding me of my my friend jane and Mm -hmm. you know her because she's come to workshops right she had a really difficult relationship with her ex-husband and she had a lot she's done forgiveness work around that many times Mm -hmm. because he had ways of just pushing her buttons you know and kind of controlling her through that, where she would get all upset. And she was telling me that she did, after she did a big forgiveness thing, she did it out loud in a group where she was just letting have it. I think it was a week or two later he called, and and she, she felt... None of those buttons. He couldn't even reach those buttons yeah, to push he them. he
1: couldn't even push and the buttons. It,
0: yeah, it was really remarkable. And she called me up and told me all
1: about it right away. It was just like, wow, that really works cool. That's right, it does. In <laughs> fact, I had uh, my first real understanding of this came from um, a woman that I worked with many years ago. Yeah. And she came to me as a last, last resort to feeling better. Mm. Her ex-husband was cruel, uh, always verbally abused her from the moment he got out of the car to get the kids all the way up the driveway standing in the doorway back out to the car with the kids he would be sh- saying horrible things to her about her character and she every time once a weekend when they switched swapped the kids out he would just leave her in in shreds yeah and she didn't really necessarily believe in all this st- stuff she thought it was a little bit woo woo right you know, but she <laughs> she'd heard about working with me. So she came. And this is where I learned how this, how this operates. At the end of the session, when we were reestablishing the boundary and kind of doing the spiritual step at the same time, she began, she had her eyes closed, and she began kind of exclaiming. And she was going, Oh! Oh my! Oh! <laughs> Oh, whoa, whoa. And I'm looking at this lady thinking, what is going on in there? You are at a whole different movie than I know about. You are at a whole different sound and light show. I said, What's happening? what's happening in there? And she said, Well, well, it's just that God is giving me a is giving me a a, a machine around me that that keeps his bad words away from me she said well it's like a paper shredder made out of light and i could see that his words come through space and they get she points three feet out in front of her where the aura is supposed to be his words get here and they just they just shred up they just disappear so she had this kind of visual about yeah she said god you know god gave her a paper shredder Uh, protecting thing around her right that's clever that's that'd be neat if that worked well it did work and it was it was completely implicit so the next three or four times her ex came to to get the kids he'd he'd step out of the car and she'd be in the doorway sending them off and he would open his mouth to say something to her and he'd say something kind of you know snide but it it lost energy right away like it didn't wow. like fly through space and smack her in the heart or the face yeah. or the stomach she used to feel beat up by his words it just kind of like eh, fell to the ground the next time he came he tried it again eh, fell to the ground like she like he couldn't he couldn't find the recept, receptor site right. for his abusive words the next time he came he didn't even try and say anything mean to her wow and the last time he came he just Was neutral. He just came and went, and he had stopped being verbally abusive. And all she did was stand there. Yeah. with her energetic boundary which, her energetic had, a, paper which had a paper shredder in it <laughs> that would shred up his words and he he read that he read that she was no longer victimizable because she had yeah uh, well this, this
0: is so th- what you're saying it kind of reminds me that this is why we want to do a whole forgiveness process in the first place because you know we've talked about how when people say oh you know get over it or uh, don't let that bother you well maybe you don't know how to not let it bother right, you.
1: right right it's not a mental thing there's there's yeah. all these other parts to it yeah. there's the emotional part and there's the energetic part and there's the spiritual right. part so uh so often we're trying to uh kind of steal our way through life with right. a, a mental attitude that is very hard to hold in place because there's some emotional and work yeah. to be done and some energetic healing to be had
0: yeah that's huge mary that it's really helpful and I can tell you from my own experience the more you do it and the more you the better you get at it just like you as you're learning okay I'm I'm riding the bike and I've got the training wheels okay the training wheels are coming off okay now I'm going on a bigger track it gets easier and easier and you sort of understand it deeper and it just allows for me it allows me to just be more relaxed like I don't have to be on guard and I can just be more relaxed in my life and if something happens that's a problem well I have more tools to deal with it and i can just and that gives me
1: confidence i know it makes you makes you less afraid of what life might bring along because you've developed the confidence in your own healing process
0: cool Cool. Yeah, so that that is a wonderful way to think about it. And I think that leads us nicely into the next step, step five. But what we're we're doing just sort of metaphorically here is we're getting out of that crouched position, waiting for the (laughs) next blow, waiting for the next shoe to drop. And instead, we're just sort of opening up and being more of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so opening up is our next step. So let's wrap this conversation and uh, we'll talk about that one in the next episode. So if you have had an experience where you have learned something important about your boundaries and done a good job protecting your boundaries, send us a note. Let us know about it. We'd love to hear from you. You can send it to Aaron at RiseandThriveshow.com or send it to Mary at com. Uh, also, you can come on to the website riseandthriveshow.com and connect with us in different ways. And also, if you like what you're hearing, if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy all the stuff you're learning about, wielding your tools with power, <laughs> um, go ahead and tell your friends. And you can also leave a review or a rating uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Right. If you
1: have a friend who you just wish would get over it, <laughs> instead of saying, get over it, and right. uh, leaving it there, you might say... You know I think you can get over it. There's actually a way. Yeah. I've heard about a way. Yeah. Of getting over it. And, and here you here's can find you out do about it. it. Yeah, and they can go on to forgivenesstraining.com as well. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much to our sound engineer, Daniel Zamzo, for the Rise and Thrive podcast. I'm Aaron Warhol, and I'm Mary Hayes Greco. You just kick that door.